Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. We are here. It is Wellness Wednesday, and I want y'all to get your breaststroke, your butterfly, your freestyle, your backstroke, all of the doggy style. I don't know if that's a stroke. I think maybe it's not. But let me welcome to the show. Tanya Pinkins is here, of course, but he's back. Gold medalist, black man, wonderful person from Jersey, Jersey's yeah. own Cullen Jones. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. And yeah, that last one, I mean, backstroke, breaststroke, butterfly, freestyle, that last what, one. I don't doggy know style's not, is it doggy paddle? It's doggy paddle, <laughs> doggy right? Paddle. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. No I, I knew paddle. something was a dog was involved in it. <laughs> All right. So um, I was telling you off mic, uh, last time you were here, you gave me this beautiful towel. I still use it. Um, so thank you for it. It's very big. It's a big, nice thank red you for towel. Thank back. Yeah, no, this is swim season, and I need us to not drown. Drowning uh, has claimed approximately 3,500 lives a year. 25% are children under the age of 14. Uh, a lot of them are also black. Black children drown 5.5 times at a higher rate than their uh, melanemic peers. And I don't want any child or any adult, actually, to drown or even be afraid of water. So many black people don't even know how to swim. So Absolutely. let's talk. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know for those that, that have heard me before, they, they know a little bit about my story, but nearly drowning at the age of five. And then, you know, Karen, I believe in irony, 20 years later, becoming an Olympic gold medalist and a world record holder. You know, I started thinking about all those people that used to make fun of me being like, oh, you wear those Speedos. You know, they played track or ran, uh, they ran track or played football or did something else. But, you know, it did change when uh, you get the gold medal. People are like, oh, how soon is <laughs> It changes a little bit, <laughs> but I, it definitely made me think about all those people that made fun of me. I'm like, wait, being near water is life or death for you. For me, it's fun. Like someone pushes me in, we're joking around, I'm laughing, unless it's cold, then I'm mad. But it's, it's a joke at that point. For so many people of, of our community, black and brown community, if they're near water, it's a life or death situation. So mm. we got to talk about this. We got to talk about getting people water safe. Well, for the record, uh, which he holds, uh, Cullen is the first black man to hold a record, world record in the 4x100 freestyle relay. That's right. Yes. He did that. Uh, so, yes, you still hold the record. And then you broke the American the record. record in the 50-meter freestyle. Uh, but you still hold that record? I still hold the, the world record with Michael Phelps and Jason Lee, Zach, and Gary Webergale. The American record, one of our swimmers, Caleb Dressel, he, he took it. It's all right. Young okay. Buck, you have all it. Right. It's yours. Keep, keep right. it going. <laughs> All right. Six foot five. I guess people expected you to play basketball or do some baseball or something, right? But volleyball. I got it all the time. Usually basketball. Definitely got hit up for football quite a few times because I was quick no matter what. I did track for a little bit. Um, I was fast. But then swimming, swimming came hard. It was hard for me. It was like, you know, everything that I put into it, I saw immediately back. But also, I just love the water. And it was something that like just took over when I was about 14 years old. I played everything. And then this one kid just kept beating me. And then I looked at my mom and was like, yo, this is enough is enough. How do I get better? And uh, she knew at that moment that everything else kind of just kind of faded to black and it was all swimming for me. How did you get better? Um, one of the things was my mom said that I, that I needed to go to practice every day. Like I needed to not miss practice because, you know, she didn't know how to help me get better at swimming. She didn't know how to swim herself. Then she was like, well, you got to start listening to your, your coaches and stop being a class clown. I'm tired of them calling me all the time because you're the loudest one in the pool, not paying attention. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Then she was like, you got to eat Brussels sprouts. 
Karen, that was the hard one. That that was. <laughs> I was like, wait, Brussels sprouts. She's like, yeah, whatever you put into your body will ultimately dictate how fast you swim. So I went to practice. I went to. I stopped being the class clown, and I ate a lot. I ate a lot of broccoli, and a lot of Brussels sprouts. And then that next year, I won. And so after that, it was it was like a drug. I was like, okay, like how do I keep doing this? And how do I get better? How do I get better? And um, yeah, since the age of fourteen, it's just been the road to constantly trying to be better. Eight six six. I'm sorry, I just wanted to give out the number, Tanya. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. I loved, I heard you said that, you know, people say they can't float and you said you can't float. No, Talk muscle about doesn't that. float. Muscle doesn't float. I remember hearing about in 1984, that baseball announcer being like, well, black people can't swim because of their bone density. Nope, no, that has nothing to do with it. Everybody's body is different. How you relate to the water, I, your body, Karen, is going to be different from Tanya's body, who's going to be different from my body. We need to figure out how we acclimate with the water. And the only way to do that is to have swim lessons, get in, and, and understand how you work in the water. Everyone can learn to swim. There is not one person on this planet that can't learn to swim. You just have to figure out how the water and you work. And the only way to do that is to take the first step by getting in the water. So I'm a person who scuba dived without learning how to swim. I okay. took an open what? water scuba diving class without knowing how to swim. I was, I was gonna say it too, uh, what? <laughs> right, but you know, under the water is a whole nother thing. Yeah. The challenge for me with the swimming is the coordinating of this this yes the breathing the the breathing I was gonna, yeah breathing. it's the, the breathing the, in the head i can't get that can you dance no okay well, well there, there, she question. has no rhythm she has no that's rhythm a good, that's a good question too swimming has a lot of rhythm in it, it yeah does. i don't have it's any rhythm. Very, it's a finesse kind of a sport there's yeah. a lot of strength behind it which is why i can't float because muscle sinks um when it comes to the breathing again it's practice one of my, my brothers, he's a, a, a bronze medalist, Jamal Hill. He's a, a, another Speedo athlete. He started doing, I like to call it the Uber of swim lessons. He got a bowl and was telling people, put your face in the bowl and turn your head. Breathe in from your mouth, blow out of your nose in the bowl and turn. This is Uber of swimming lessons because the Say hardest part that everyone says is the breathing part. So now you can do it at home with your hair tied up. Sorry, I, I can't join you on that one. But I can, you know, you can do it from home in your sweatpants and you can try learning to breathe comfortably in your own home. If you don't feel good, you just sit up. And you I'm just not, I can't that. do my arms at the same time. That's all time. right, but, but first, but first okay. get the breathe because I was going to ask you, Cullen, you know, I do yeah. one, two, three, breathe. One, two, yeah. three. Like I count in my head. And when I do mm -hmm. my breaststroke is uh, kick, pull, glide or is glide kick glide pull kick yeah. glide pull like i'm talking to myself yeah. as i'm pulling kick glide pull to get that breath right um yeah. and then i count you know i either do and then sometimes i will go so, so do you breathe every other or do you have a rhythm or a method of how so you catch your breath technical term is bilateral breathing so you're breathing one two three one, two, right. three, keeps yep. you on both sides. Yes. So that actually kind of helps your stroke to smoothen out your stroke. So we do have a lot of swimmers that we teach to do that because some swimmers are just muscling through the water and just kind of smooths them out. It's really up to you. It's really up to your practice. Tanya, you are getting it, girl. I, I thank you. Now you just need a bowl of water. <laughs> yeah, no, but her, her arm, her arm, she's, she's doing like, uh, She's doing the it's, she's it's doing the, the, the dramatic Broadway dance. And I got to exhale underwater, inhale when I come up. 
So exhale underwater. Blow out, blow out. Right. Blow out, blow out, blow out, and take inhale. a little breath. But take actually, it's just you just you just you just sucking yeah. a little air in. You don't want to, you know, you're, you getting, a, you're getting real like I'm professional a, on it. I'm a lifeguard. I'm a lifeguard, color. Let me just tell you, I can save everybody's <laughs> life in here if I had to. I took lifeguard lessons. Thank you, Sharp uh, James, for your life. He had a, a program mm-hmm. in Newark, the yep. Newark Newark uh, pool there. And I, yep. even though I didn't live in Newark, yeah, I know yeah. it was illegal, but yeah. I went there and took a lifeguard lesson. And uh, it was like eight eight weeks or something. And uh, it was amazing because I learned yeah. all getting a brick from a 12 foot, you know, and then swimming uh-huh. with the brick and then swimming with. So, yeah, all of that um, is important because right. it makes you even it. stronger, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the pool that you saw, I don't know, Sharp James was the mayor when I was in, in Jersey at the time. And I was at JFK. I was swimming there. That's where my team swam out of. So I know that pool very, very well. Um, when I go home, I try to get in there from time to time and at least try to check it out. Oh, um, when the roof yeah, retracts I, in the summertime, that's one. Of, I mean, it's one. Oh, that, that was man, the best part. <laughs> that man had a vision for what the kids needed in, in Newark. And that JFK pool, in the it's just chef's kiss. Um, it was revolutionary and a, a, a ahead of its time for, for swimming, especially in black and brown communities. I mean, yes. it's, you just don't see that. So um, shout out to Sharp Dane, shout out to Newark for having great swim programs out there. And uh, yeah, maybe. Wait, me. pause, just, just for folk, <laughs> you know, see how somebody could be complicated and still do, like we can praise them. You could be, yeah. yes, he went to jail and all of this stuff. But, yeah. but when somebody does well and does good, you, we should say it. And not be afraid to say it just because they also made mistakes. That's fine. We're human. Let's highlight the good. Let's yes. highlight some of the good, especially when it comes to swimming, because we want people to learn to swim. Let's get to highlight the good. <laughs> now, I can't doggy paddle, though. I can't tread. Okay. Well, that's different. So again, Those are two different things, Tanya. That, Treading yeah. and doggy yeah, paddle. Do the yeah. certifications now in scuba diving, you've got to tread for 10 minutes. Yes. Right. Which you, you have two flotation devices called titties. That should make it a lot easier for you, cause mine, nope. mine, I could, I've treaded, I've tread water for hours. I actually had a tread water competition, and I treaded water from the middle of the afternoon all the way to night, cause somebody challenged me, and I'm that chick. But I got flotation, so it was unfair, cause I got the flotation devices. I was just like, just kick my legs, and my titties kept me up. It was wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay, so I'm gonna say this for everyone else: if okay. you're trying to learn to float, the best way to do it is is to hold your breath. You take a big gulp of air and then you ch- you fill your lungs up. Once you fill your lungs up, you become buoyant. So the problem is, is that once you stop having that oxygen, what happens? You start to go down and under. I'm not touching all the other stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. All right. All right. <laughs> but, you know, for somebody that's well muscled, what you got, what, like a 5% body fat or something, maybe 3%? Yeah, probably 15. Okay. I'm all right. All right. Here, you're I'm retired. retired. <laughs> okay. But, you know, that is, you're, you're like a rock in the, you know, like a big boulder. So, um, when I was take, I took another advanced class cause I was going to start teaching and there were a lot of people in the class that didn't have, um, float, you know, a lot of adipose that like I have, I have a lot of it that helps yeah. me float. Um, <laughs> but so she told them to, to round their back, take that deep breath and then just ball, put, put yourself in a ball. Is yeah. that, you know, and then they just, that's a they, great way. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's filling your, your chest up with oxygen. At that point you, you become buoyant. It's like, a, it's like having a, like a water jug. If you put it, air in it, it's going to pop up in the, and stay on top of the water. So you're essentially doing the same thing, filling your chest up with that oxygen and then being buoyant at that point. I'm I like can be buoyant. It's only for a couple fat. of seconds, though. <laughs> you, you should be fine then. Especially yeah, the ocean. Fine. 
You just got to practice. Oh, yeah, the salt water definitely helps. Yeah, that's what you'll be fine. You just need, Tiny, you just need to have people. You, the fear. Let's talk about the fear. Uh, Cullen Jones, we're going to take calls. We got callers, people uh, online. Bridget, we see you in Charlotte and Atlanta, uh, Georgia. The fear, though, that panic, that fear, how how impactful is that in terms of people not learning? You know, if I, it, it started, I, I was not knowledgeable about it enough. Um, I could think about my mom who was afraid, me nearly, nearly drowning at 15. She was telling me the story. She was just like, look, this is what happened. She's crying back tears. So it was, it was the fear aspect of things is generational, especially in the black and brown community. But it wasn't until I started wor working with USA Swimming Foundation and Flow 66 and we started the Make a Splash initiative was when the University of UNLV and University of Memphis started doing a study and they came up with three major reasons. And the number one over, overarching reason, Karen, is, is fear. Mm. So you've got parents that are afraid that are transplanting all of that fear onto their children. So it's truly generational. If a, if a parent doesn't know how to swim, there's a 13% chance that that child will learn how to swim. If, if a parent does know how to swim, if you only have one parent that knows how to swim, there's a, that, that jumps to an 88% chance that that child, it becomes a no brainer. They're like, look, of course I'm gonna have my child learn to swim. And so that's why it's so important that we get people into the water. Now fear, listen, I almost drowned at five. My mom had five different teachers to get me to get comfortable, not good, comfortable around water. So for, for all those that are out there- Did You say five, not five, one, not two, five different teachers. Five different teachers. That's a whole lot of whys and a whole lot of boys and girls clubs. Five different teachers before I actually started feeling comfortable again. And I always equate it to like, we all have that favorite math teacher, English teacher, social studies teacher, whatever, right? They say it a little bit different and then it clicks in your head and you're like, oh, that's what everyone else was trying to say. And that's how it was for swimming. So for all those that are afraid, that are nervous around water, if it's not, if you don't have that great bond with the teacher, there's so many great lifeguards. There's so many great teachers out there. Don't give up, just go out there. And maybe you just need to hear it a little different from someone else. I love well, it. I have taken a lot of lessons I'm yeah. don't feel afraid of the water. I just think I don't have any coordination. My okay. children all swim. All right. So you you're uncoordinated. That? Maybe you need to take a salsa lesson. Maybe you need to get with Dante and get a little bang. bang ta -ta 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 the knees say no. I go to the salsa, baby. The knees say no. She needs a little ta da da ta ta. Well, I'm not even going to hit you with the coordination because there's some really uncoordinated swimmers. I'm sorry for all those teammates. I'm thinking Michael Phelps might be uncoordinated as F. He looks like he's a he's probably step one. I'm not throwing him out there like that. I'm not saying whether he's coordinated or not. I'm just saying it has nothing to do with swimming. Nothing to do with swimming. I'm going to practice one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I don't three. like the way she's holding one, her fingers, though. But two, you you have to imagine three. yourself cupping your yeah. hands one. and you're scooping the water. I don't think I water. roll over oh, enough either. Karen. I don't think I I'm roll. I'm trying to help her. She got her fingers Here's like she's thing. doing jazz hands. This, is, this isn't the paddle. This Cup isn't the cupping. We we have now moved away from cupping. Karen. No more we cupping? Do what no are we doing, cupping. Cullen? We're using the whole arm. This is the whole paddle, this whole part. Oh. So you're pulling with your whole arm. You're not, not your you're not keeping the fingers tight. Oh, relax Damn. the fingers. Relax the fingers. You're using your whole arm to pull that water. Okay. And All do right, I have to roll something. my body fully to the side? 100%. To when you swim freestyle, you should be moving side to side. 
So it's going from side to side. That's why Look it looks that. so smooth stretch. and clean. Look at clean. stretch. Not All right, this. let's take, can we take some calls? <laughs> Y'all are bugging. All right, <laughs> Bridget in Buffalo. Thank you for holding. Hi, welcome. Hello, thank you for hey, taking Bridget. my call. Good afternoon, everyone. Karen, you, you asked the question that I was going to ask. How do you get over the fear? Uh, when I was maybe five, I almost drowned. My parents ended up buying a pool. I'm okay as long as I can touch the floor. If I can't touch the floor, then I'm going to panic. That panic. Yeah, that yeah, panic is real. And, and Bridget, thank you for your question. I mean, when it comes to the fear, I, I, first off, we have to understand that the fear is real. Okay, no matter what it, whether you had a bad episode, you don't trust water, no matter what it is, it's built up at that point, no matter what age. I've seen five-year-olds that are just as terrified as 60-year-olds about water. So it, we have to start from where you, where you feel comfortable. So if we're going to start from the fear, you have your feet on the ground. Okay, cool. Do you feel comfortable putting your face in the water? Do you feel comfortable going all the way underwater? And you start baby steps. Every piece of this is baby steps. And the biggest thing much like, I don't like using the word diet because it's supposed to be a lifestyle change. And when it comes to sports and trying to get better, when it comes to business and trying to get better, it's a process. If you expect to jump in the water and learn to swim in one lesson, you are sadly mistaken. You have to do this bit by bit by bit. And the thing is, just like working out, just like getting better at business, just like getting better at sports, it becomes like, a drug. Once you start getting better, you're like, oh yeah, okay, let me see if I can do this a little bit better. Oh yeah, let me see if I can do that a little bit better. But see, Bridget, I think if if you feel, do you feel comfortable going under the water? Let me start with that. Yes, I do. And I've gone snorkeling a couple of times in Puerto Rico without any devices, which was dumb okay. on my behalf. Okay. But I can't swim because I I, I can't explain it. Well, I can explain Puerto Rico. It's beautiful out there. You know, the sun's hitting you. You're just feeling real festive. But when you go home, I think what you need to do is just go to a pool. Make sure that you are, again, taking it baby step by baby step. And again, one of the biggest things that we, we preach at Make a Splash is there is no substitute for professional swim lessons. Finding someone that can work with you at your pace where you are it, it, for a lot of people, they go to a gym and what do they get? They get a trainer, right? It's the same mm -hmm. thing in swimming. You want to have somebody that's actually professional and understands what they're doing to start not, not pushing. Don't want to say push because, again, we want to start from where you are and then we progress from there. Yeah. Bridget, uh, one step at a time. You can do this. And yeah, for me, it. you know, I, I think it's super important. Colin Jones is here, Olympic uh, gold medalist and uh, world record holder, Tanya Pinkins is here, is because the world is mostly water. And yeah. if something, God forbid, were to happen, I need us to be able to save ourselves. The most heartbreaking thing was that family that were on, they were on that boat. I forgot where it was. And the boat capsized. And I think it was like 18 members, 16 of them died because they couldn't swim. And I just don't want anybody to, to not be able to save themselves. It's okay not be able to save others, but we all need to, you know, live. So yeah, uh, let's take Charlotte in Atlanta. Hi, welcome. Hey, hey everybody. How are you? Hey. Hi, Charlotte. 
I didn't start, I'm 59 now, I didn't start swimming until I was in my late 30s, and that's only because I had a two- and three-year-old. I'm a Pisces. I love the ocean. That is my (laughs) spirit. I love the ocean. I mean, all over I've been. But I wasn't, I could breathe, but I wasn't a swimmer. So I, I wanted them to love it, too. And when they were like two and three years old, we went to the ocean. They loved it. They ran out. They were fearless. And one of them, my oldest, got out of my hand. And as a parent, the, the, when you talk about the fear, the panic, the fear that I felt, it just consumed me. And I just, I, I took in a deep breath and I knew I had to get him back, you know, and right. I did, but I knew that their feeling of the ocean was fearless and I didn't want them to lose that because of my fear. So I brought him back that summer. We went to the Y they've done, you know, so now they're, they're like 26 and 27 now, but they are expert swimmers to the point that, I mean, when we go to the ocean, of course, my feet still need to be on the beach, but they go out to, you know, when the water changes colors, the dark part, the cool part, and they're comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I could not let them have my fear. And that's and and the fact that they're out there. Hey, y'all go if Mama get out there and I start drowning. Y'all need to come save me. But (laughs) yeah, come get me. But I know you can save yourself, and I didn't want them to have that fear. Very good. Thank you for calling, Charlotte. Charlotte. Moira in Jersey. We're gonna finish up with Jersey. Welcome. Hey. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, Cullen's a Pisces too. He's a I'm Pisces. Well, well, he's raising hell. So, so, yes, <laughs> two fish. All right, Moira. Hey. Yes, Myra. Myra. Okay. Sorry. Hi. Um, that's okay. You know, but I am originally from uh, Pittsburgh area, and I was uh, I was born with asthma. I, my, the lifeguards came to my parents and said, we will watch her. Please let her swim. And I became eventually a lifeguard. But the message that I sort of want to say, it is a life skill to be able to swim. You, you learn how to appreciate the water. You learn how to not only swim, but it is an exercise even when you get older that you can condition your body. And I would only say uh, there's a local Y, and they start their kids swimming at all ages, starting at infants. And the most people that pass away uh, at the Jersey Shore are black and Latino young people because they don't know about the ocean. It's not about just getting in and getting out. But I can recall one time I went on a cruise. I was on a cane. When I went, I swam so much I didn't need the cane when I got off. Okay. Well, thank you, Myra. Uh, so so talk about that a little bit. We have a little bit of time left, and I also want to get in your business. Uh, Cullen Jones is here. You can follow him at Cullen Jones. Um, the joints. You know, had you played basketball or football or what have you, you wouldn't be able to, to do the kung fu fighting that you do now. Tell me, tell me how swimming keeps you tight and healthy. 
You know, I, I, you're absolutely right. At the tender age of 38, I can still hop in the pool and still beat up on some young folks that want to talk smack. Um, that wouldn't happen in basketball or football. My knees would be given out. Um, but, you know, when it came to basketball, I loved it. I still love it. Um, but swimming, again, I had to make that decision at 14. Um, but one of the coolest moments was being at, at the Olympics in 2008. And I remember vividly like making the relay because it was only one spot. And luckily I made the spot and I'm sitting there and I'm freaking out because I had to go to prelims or I had to go finals the next morning. And I'm freaking out, like, don't mess up, don't mess up. And there's a bang at the door and it's, it's Phelps. And I open the door. I'm like, Mike, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, all the NBA guys are downstairs. They want to wish us good luck. And so I like Ryan Lochte is my brother. Like I kick him. I'm like, all the NBA guys downstairs. We start running downstairs. Kobe, LeBron, D-Wade, all of them are downstairs. And it was just kind of like how my life came full circle. There was a moment in my life that I thought like, man, did I make a mistake by swimming? Because I was pretty good at basketball. But my problem with basketball was I saw so many times that I would give, and I hate this cliche, but 110%. And then I'd have like three, four people that were lazy. Swimming, that's not the case. What you put into it, you see immediately. If I slack off, it shows up on the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see that I didn't swim fast and I didn't train hard enough. But when I sat there in front of all of these NBA stars that were wishing me good luck, and it was about Team USA at that moment, it was such a cool moment. And then it got really quiet. And the only person that broke the silence was LeBron. And he was like, oh, shoot, there's a black dude on the swim team. And we bust, everyone bust out laughing. <laughs> but it was, it, you know, basketball is still my love. I still love playing. I love playing flag right. football. I love picking right, who up. Who you got, Warriors or, or Boston? I'm sorry? Who you have, Warriors or Boston or Celtics? Man, I've, I've got a couple of friends on both teams, but I'm definitely going with Seth. I'm, I'm going Arr! with Seth. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right, last Charlotte question. Charlotte boy, he's a Charlotte guy. Yeah, <laughs> but da ba da ba do. All right, uh, uh, Gregory wants to know, can a 300-pound man learn how to swim? He said he sinks 100%. like an anchor. Oh, 100%. Again, it's all about your body in the water. If the best part about the water is many times a lot of people can be buoyant. And that's what I talk about, like taking that breath in and learning how to do that, that breath. If you sit there on the side of the wall and start kicking and start manipulating the water and figuring it out, I promise you, not only will you lose weight, but you will start getting stronger. I promise you, if your knees are hurting, you will start to feel better. When people get hurt, Football, basketball, what is the first thing that they end up doing? Going straight to the pool. I saw more football players and basketball players running on a treadmill in water because they were trying to get their knees back. They were trying to get themselves back and stay in shape. So it doesn't matter your weight. The water is friendly. The water is welcoming to everybody. Get in that pool and start swimming, please. <laughs> well, thank you for your message. Now, do you have a business that you want to promote? We got a minute left. Colin, Colin Jones is here. What are you doing? How do you make your money right now besides uh, Speedo? I work for Speedo? Yeah, Speedo. I work for Speedo. I, I now come full circle. I'm signing the athletes and, and I'm, I'm kind of, it's very nice to be talking to the agents and kind of gifting, you know, what I was able to get in 2006 and, and kind of change my life. I get to be a part of that for these, this next crew. Um, anything that you want to see from me, Go to um, check me out on Twitter, check me out on Instagram, check me out on TikTok. I'm on everything. It's at Cullen Jones. And definitely, if you need to get someone to learn to swim and you don't know how to do it, go to usaswimming.org forward slash make a splash. You can sign up your child or another child to learn to swim. Please, it's hot. 
They want to be near the water. Let's give them the tools to be successful. Go learn to swim. Yes. Cullen <laughs> Jones, thank you so much. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.